What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show. Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. And uh, I'm pumped to be back, back in the house with my main man, Lefty McKee, and the Dr. Chad Gill, Lefty sporting the Graybo shirt. Good to see you guys. Let's talk about Graybo's real quick. Local hobby shop owned by Gray Burnett, Ryan Fitz, Duke, Denny, one-time Dotson, located in the Arts District in Richmond, Virginia. Graybo's sports the best selection of raw and graded singles in the Mid-Atlantic and a wide variety of wax. Listeners of the Sports Card Strategy Show can receive a 10% off discount using the promo code STRATEGY2023. Graybo's has already begun breaking seven days a week on drip so far in June. They had their first break on Friday night. The three of us were in it. I thought it went really well. I didn't catch the live stream, but I watched the replay later. So I was really pumped about that. Um, and I will be at Graybo's for a live sports card strategy show and tell on Saturday, June 17th. And a cool class. I think we're still working out the details on this, but on Father's Day, we're going to do a class for kids at Graybo's in Richmond, Virginia. Something along the lines of how to value a sports card or how to make money flipping cards to fund your PC, something like that. So that'll be great. Um, also, another few housekeeping notes here before we say good morning to our audience members live in the chat. Uh, remember, you'll, you'll start to see questions in the audience Q&A section of the show, and most of them are going to be coming from premium members at nooffseason.com. So if you want to make sure you get your question answered on either this show or some premium members-only shows coming up, uh, more details on that later, um, get unlimited personal advice at nooffseason.com. Build your sports card investment portfolio with us. Get a free 30-day trial at nooffseason.com uh, right now. So pumped to be here today. Like I said earlier, Lefty's got his Graybo shirt on. Good to see you guys. What's going on, Lefty? How you doing, man? Man, I just am super glad I'm going to have the crispest mic in the in the in the <laughs> show this morning. We got Pilot uh, Pilot Paul and Doctor Crack with his headset on. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna make it happen today, boys. Yeah, we're, we're we probably I look and sound a little bit different today, and that's because I'm at my parents' house in Michigan in their basement. I am on a golf trip. This is a golf bender, guys. I will be attempting to play 18 <laughs> holes for seven days in a row. Oh my gosh! I've played I've played 18 holes the last four days, and I've got tee times lined up with my parents for today, tomorrow, and Wednesday before I go back to Tennessee. Um, but don't worry, those of you who are buying cards from me on eBay, I I brought my cards with me for the auctions that were ending while I'm out of town, so uh, I can go ahead and and ship them, get them out to you. Um, and uh, just wondering if that's something that you guys do. I know there's something on eBay that's like uh, you can set like an away status. Do you guys uh, do you guys ever take your cards with you when you're traveling domestically just to, to make sure they're they're out or do you just set the away status? Yeah, I do take them with me or I um, package them up and get them kind of ready. And my wife knows how to print the label on eBay. So uh, nice. sometimes I just let it happen. So, Chad, what about you? Yeah, I'm. I prepackage them, and then uh, my wife or my kids, my older kids, 
Uh, they've all been trained in the art of eBay so they can print a label, stick it on, and throw it in the mailbox. This is a that's family brilliant. ordeal around here, man. Family ordeal. Yeah, that's brilliant. See, I uh, I took my cards with me, kind of had them prepackaged for the most part, ready to print the shipping labels uh, through eBay. So mailed off a couple of cards uh, before my second round of 18 on on Friday. And uh, a bunch of auctions ended last night. Buyers paid, thanks to all of you who who bought from me and paid. And uh, I'll be shipping them out. I printed the shipping labels this morning, and I'll be dropping them by the local post office here later today after I fire a uh, <laughs> after I fire a seventy nine. Baruski's in the house. Chad has the Brinks truck that follows him around with all of his cards. Love that. <laughs> That's Speaking of Baruski, let's go around the horn real quick. Good morning to Craig's Cards Eleven. Good morning to Boom Hall Breaks, Evan Bell, Brian Steeler714. I'm in the city of Bel Air, for those of you who are at all familiar with uh, northern Michigan. And uh, Veruski, of course, in the house. All right, everybody, let's jump into it. we got a lot, of cover, lot to cover today. So, Lefty, you're up first with your L of the Week, man. What do you got for us? What's up, fellas? Well, I'm glad to be here. And my L of the Week, I have two, basically – um man super disappointed that the united states men's national team under 20 team lost yesterday to uruguay um just did not perform well in that uruguay game uh had not allowed a, a goal all tournament you know they had not had one go through um into the net all tournament and then gaga lets one in um early and then and then they can't score they couldn't score today yesterday diego uh luna did not do really well um you know kate cal not great so some of those guys that we have been investing in in terms of our sports card strategy and uh, soccer wise um just didn't really perform yesterday uruguay's a good team i'm not saying that it's you know that they didn't deserve it but um but it's unfortunate because this team could have won the uh, U20 World Cup, which would have been really good for card markets and also for their uh, for their um, international trade um, status and stuff like that. So that was unfortunate. Um, and then I I didn't really know how to put this, but my L of the week is there's there's no card darlings in the NBA Finals. I think that's just bad for the card market. Like you know, like. When I'm when I say card darlings, do you guys know what I mean? Like a Tatum or a Giannis or like a a John Morant, LeBron, like those types of guys. Yeah, there's just certain guys in the hobby that are more inflated than others. Um, yeah. For instance, like I think I saw a thing the other day that like the most expensive Jokic card that has ever been purchased was like eighty seven thousand dollars or something like that, which is which is a, a lot of money. But I'm saying like. Compared to like a Ja Morant or compared to like a, Z a Zion or something like that, there's just not a darling in the hobby. Like Jimmy Butler's cards don't sell for a crazy amount of money, which is disrespectful to him, honestly. But it, there's just not a guy in the hobby that's going to get inflated from some of these games. Um, if anybody, Jamal Murray probably will get the most rise or maybe Bam, but still like those aren't guys that are – people are that people are stashing i mean maybe tyler hero probably has the most card darling of everybody and he is injured on this heat team so yeah. that that is a um that's an l i think for us um because as the nba finals are coming in uh it's just 
<laughs> there's number over, one over yeah, under yeah. on Chad's uh, over under on. Yep, there it is. Uh, but anyway, so that's an L for me. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good L. Um, like Maxi would have been another guy, maybe as like a yeah. card, you know, like lo- lower tier card darling, but definitely like hobby, hobby love kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what's up to Duke Dodson? Uh, good to see you and Rocky Empire Sports Cards. Yeah, we're, we're happy to uh, support Graybos and, and encourage everybody else to support Graybos in their breaks. Check them out on Drip. Um, all right, Chad, uh, L of the week for you, man. Yeah, so they, they kind of tie together, but I have no surprise, five different submissions at PSA right now. And I was bumming out because I have my W of the week was in my most recent. I I didn't time it very well, so I'll get get to that later. But um, in that submission, for whatever reason, the one I sent in last was received on May 17th, and that jumped all the way through the hoops, and my grades popped on Saturday, June 3rd. Wow. I don't know. And two weeks, I've never had a bulk listing pop in two weeks like that. It's crazy. But anyways, in that, in that submission, I had a upper deck Kobe Bryant that I was hoping for a nine and I must've missed something on it. Uh, it's the only grade that like popped out and surprised me. I got a PSA five. I spent $200 on this card and it's now worth mm. 20. Um, so that was uh that was a disappointing L for me. Yeah. That Sounds happens. Like a re-crack. That that happens and that's actually a good segue unfortunately into uh one of my L's of the week. I've got since I missed last week's show, I'm going to go a little bit long here, but I'm going to jump into a similar type of L. So in March, I bought I did a bunch of research and I bought I bought a bunch of cards that I thought I that I thought would be good crack and sub to PSA. And, um, it was right. It was right when we were talking about doing a lot of this kind of stuff on the show. So I jumped right in and got going. And for those of you who checked out the sports card strategy show and tell a few weeks back, this was my submission from when I cracked all of those cards on the show and tell and kind of showed everybody how I did that. So, uh, the biggest loss I'm going to, it was a large submission. So I'm going to go through this probably on uh, the Overflow Show. So the Overflow Show is a new premium members only show that I've been uh, starting to drop. And so I'm going to do uh, more of this on the Overflow Show because this is a large submission. I'll go through the whole thing there. But highlights here on the Sports Card Strategy Show. Bought this Kobe 1996 Tops base SGC 10 in March. $664. Cracked it, submitted it to PSA. Got a 9 uh, this goes for 140, so that would be a loss. I haven't sold it yet. I'll I'll, I'll tell you in a second what I did with it. Um, that would be a loss of 523 dollars. Another one, another youch, is uh, CSG 10 LeBron Fleer Tradition, um, t- uh, 2003 rookie, bought for 500 dollars in March. Did the same thing. Got a nine PSA nine goes for 225 that's a loss of 275 dollars um another one these are the three biggest l's in this um sgc 95 Giannis, 2013 hoops rookie bought for two, uh 193 
PSA 8. So it goes from an SGC 9.5 to a PSA, PSA 8. Um, that is a loss of $93. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue into my win of the week because um, there were some wins here. Uh, but I guess before I do that, um, I'm going to go back to uh, a couple more L's. <laughs> so Dang, uh, one L is, uh, well, I, I did a great uh, daddy-daughter trip, and that was why I missed last week's show. My daughter and I had, had a, a great time in Manhattan, and she was nice enough to let me go down the street into Chelsea to visit on Bleecker Street. There's Bleecker Trading and there's Cards and Coffee. And it's confusing because the Cards and Coffee card shop says Bleecker Trading on it, but apparently Bleecker Trading is not associated with that card shop it's just sort of an event space related to cards and collectibles next door so i made an instagram post tagging bleaker trading basically saying like why are your like kind of like don't you hate it when your local card shop it was a nice post but then i kind of said like don't you hate it when when all of the singles are literally two times the recent comps so even if you try to combine everything to make a deal you're negotiating uphill, so you're not you're never going to be able to actually get to a deal because they've priced it literally like a fifty dollar card. Like for example, Aiden Hutchinson rookie, uh, clearly Don Russ auto out of like seventy five or something like that. Latest comp fifty bucks. They've got it priced for like a hundred or one twenty five, and it's just mm. over and over and over again that. And so you're even if you're trying to combine it, you're you're never going to get to a deal. So. Um, anyway, I tagged the wrong card shop on that one and, um, got some good feedback from Bleaker. but I just, you know, I put something out there in the Instagram post on like, what are we doing here? Are your local card shops doing that? Cause I just, I don't think that that's good for the hobby. I think that if you've got value boxes or, or graded singles and you've got employees sitting around doing nothing, they need to be repricing the cards because it's just not a good experience for the people coming in there and yeah, everybody knows I'm trying to make money and everything, but still like, even if you're, even if you're a, a kid in there, you know, you don't want your, you don't want your kids paying double the amount for a card that they can get on eBay. So um, that was an L that I wanted to throw out there and apologize to Bleaker trading for uh, tagging them in that post. Um, one more L I got crushed, unfortunately on my Bowman inception Bowman U Inception boxes that I bought from Graybo's. Not Graybo's fault, of course, but I think it was like a $400, $450 purchase for two boxes. And my 14 singles sold, sold for a total of $54. So I, I typically don't um, buy, rip, and flip, <laughs> but uh, this was not a good – and this is why I typically don't because I got crushed on that. And uh, you guys might have different experiences than I do. I know it depends on the box. Sometimes I've had better experiences with different different boxes. All right, I'm going to get into my wins. So back to my Kraken grade. There were some wins here. So Dr. Chad is right on a lot of this stuff. And um, again, more on the overflow show to come. But uh, Joe Montana, SGC 7.5, bought for just under $200. Got a PSA 8, which goes for 400 This is the kind of thing we want to be doing. And a lot of this is about learning which, you know, which cards – makes sense to buy. And then after you crack them, inspecting them and understanding which ones 
make sense to grade or before you crack them rather inspect them a little bit better and uh, see if you, if you even want to crack it or not. Right. But so a couple more that I did really well on Michael Jordan, CSG seven, five jumped up to a PSA nine. So that's going to be hopefully a profit of over $200. Another Michael Jordan out of the same set, but different card number 120. Um, I love that card. Nine, yeah, this is a, this is a sick card. 1988, uh, Number 120, CSG85 got a PSA 9, so that's a almost $250 profit. And then this was a Dr. Crack, Dr. Chad Gill special, because he wrote an article on this. at no, One of his first articles at NoOffSeason.com was highlighting actually the fact that, again, you don't have to go from like an SGC95 to a PSA 10. What you can do is you can do stuff like go from sometimes the bigger jump is to research and look at a card like the Griffey 89 Upper Deck, for example, uh, the bigger jump with the with the higher floor is actually to go SGC 85 and try to get the PSA 9. I was able to do t- this twice. Um, so both of my SGC 85s went up to PSA 9s for a total profit of about 140. And um, feeling, you know, uh, mixed results, but I, I would say a couple of different things. My, my takeaways from th- this experiment, again, more to come on the overflow show, but I think what I should have done differently was I should have uh, taken less risks. You know, the Kobe and the LeBron were too big of risks. Like they're the, the, the floor was too low on those um, with the lower grade. Um, the other mistake I made was I need to do a better job. And this is something I need to do bef- before I grade anything, not just the crack is um, get a loop and get a ruler. You know, that's, I haven't actually haven't personally done that yet. Um, and I did not clean these cards off with pantyhose either. So three mistakes, I think there. Um, but, uh, anyway, I'm going to pass it over to lefty for his win of the week. And then when we get to Chad, maybe Chad can comment on all of this crap if he wants to, or he can just go directly into his win of the week. We're trying to move through the show here. Cause we got a lot to cover. So lefty win of the week, brother. Uh, this one, uh, just right off the bat, just being able to bring in a card that is just lovely, um, with a Jude Bellingham PSA 10, um, got it for a, around 40 or 50 bucks under the previous purchase price. Um, and I think we talked about this card a little bit last week, but this is it in hand with me. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorites that I probably have in my collection. It's just I love the the color blasts. I think they're awesome. And then to have one of one of my favorite young players in the sport um, before he has a giant transfer this summer, just absolute win of the year, probably for me. Um, I rolled a, a lot of my profits into this. Um, and so this is just what we're trying to do is just level up. And this is a level up for me. Um, Another small win of the week is the Texas Rangers are the best team in baseball. Uh, And I know that the Rays are out there, but the Rangers are doing stuff that nobody expected. And they're scoring more runs than any other team in baseball history. Basically their run differential is unreal. They have uh, scored more than five runs in in an inning. Like I think 15 times or something like that. They're an incredible team and they've done most of this without their two best players DeGrom and Seager was out for more than a month and a half. So this is just a special team going on. Um, Chris Young definitely 
has uh, a lot going on, but obviously that's not sports card related. But if you have Rangers and Josh Young specifically, um, your portfolio is going to go up. I think he has a decent chance at winning the AL Rookie of the Year. He's playing incredible. So, um, and also uh, Nate Ivaldi Eval- um, could win the Cy Young. So um, he has been doing some great things. So, um, and then we also. Our my other last win of the week is Ellie is probably going to be called up soon. So um, he's just an incredible athlete, guys. So I know that Chad and Paul both have a lot of uh, investment in Ellie. And uh, we all do here at the Sports Card Strategy Show. And he is going to be one of the most fun guys to watch in the hobby. So. I can't I can't say a definitive when he's coming up. I can just tell that it's getting close. Yeah, for sure. Excited about that one. What about Endy? Is Endy coming up this year? Yeah, Endy has. I would. I would imagine he does. Um, the Pirates just have no reason to do that right now. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. the the Reds have a lot going on, so Ellie would be really great. Endy probably. Um, he, he's a guy that's going to come up probably later in the season. Um, I thought he was going to get called up um, uh, last month, but then he ended up getting a little bit of a knock. So. Um, I could just see them calling him up later in the season. Cool. All right, Dr. Chad. Yeah, so, the week. so, well, before I get to my W, I'm going to comment on Paul's uh, cracking job. So if you remember, uh, I, I reached out when I saw Paul and I was like, um, boy, that, that was kind of painful to watch how long it took uh, for you to do that. And then some of the plays um, I had, I had told Paul that he had a lot higher risk tolerance than I had. Um, when you're doing the crack play, I can't emphasize enough that I look for cards that if I'm buying a 9.5, the nine breaks me even. So the, they're, the floor is like nothing and the ceiling is everything. So to, I would have never had the guts to try and crack that Kobe where I could lose $500. I, I just wouldn't have it. And for the record, yeah. what I would do with that Kobe is I would crack it and resubmit it to the um, SGC would, is what I, that's the play I would make. Um, all right. For my W of the week, I, I hinted to it earlier. So in my submission that I submitted on May 17th and it surpassed all of my other submissions and it's coming back in lightning speed. I, Thought I was too late for it, and now I'm going to get it back in perfect timing. I, in a crack and resubmit uh, form, I bought, I found a guy here locally that was just fed up with Beckett. He was sick and tired of all of his Beckett cards and all the Beckett news. And he posted an ad on Facebook that he had a bunch of Beckett cards and he wanted his whole collection gone. So I went and I negotiated and I bought them all. And in there was a uh, Michael Porter Jr. rookie ticket auto. Let's go. 9.5 BGS, but it was a true 9.5. So it was three 9.5s with a 10 on the corners. Um, and I thought, gosh, this thing is a 10. So I, but I, I was a little disappointed because I'm like, I'm going to get it back. The playoffs are going to be over. This is going to be a play. If I'm lucky, I break even on. So I paid $38 for the card plus the grading and it popped a 10. Nice. So this is like a 200 to $250 card. I should have it in my hands by Wednesday. Um, so I am actually going to post it either tonight or tomorrow 
so that there won't be too much of a delay if somebody hits the buy it now right away. But that should be a $150 plus profit on that card. So that's my W of the week. Great job. Perfect timing. When So you got it turned around for the NBA Finals. When did you buy the collection and then and crack and submit it again? I bought it May 10th. I submitted it on May 15th. They received it on May 17th. It went in. It, it went in. It went May 17th. They received it. May 18th. It went to step two. May 19th. It went into grading. May 24th. I think it was. It went into assembly. And on Saturday, because I've got one that I'm really trying to get back fast. I, I that I submitted. Um, it would have been April 27th. It was the, of the five I've got there. The first one of the, the one that's been there the longest is April 27th. I've got a card in that one that I really want back like bad. So I'm hitting the refresh button on my PSA page, like four or five times a day, waiting for that to go. That thing has been sitting in, in QA2 since May 19th. It has not moved. It's like, come on PSA. Let's go here. Let's go um, Nanette. Push him forward. Yeah, Come on, I the net. I asked, I, I said, I emailed her and I'm like, hey, is there anything you can do at all? And she's like, no, that's not my department. She said, they get a little pissy with me when I uh, when I try and do something like that. So, like, all right, I get it. But uh, I was super stoked about the the MPJ um, rookie ticket auto, though. So that, that kind of makes up for this other card that I'm trying to get back quickly. So that's awesome. Good work. Good work. Um, well, I'm going to provide more details. Like I said, on my, there's a lot more to cover on my whole crack and submit and everything. And so I appreciate your comments there, Chad. And I'm going to cover that on the overflow show too much to get into today. A lot of details. Um, so if you want the overflow show again, if you haven't already subscribed as a premium member to NoOffSeason.com, do that and you will get the overflow show. Um, and of course, if you upgrade, if, if you'd rather upgrade on Spotify or YouTube to get that premium content as well, you can do that there. Um, one more win of the week. I just wanted to throw out some more love to Graybos. Again, they did their first break on Friday night. I think it was a total win for everyone. Seemed like a lot of fun. Um, knowledgeable guys doing a great job working through their first break on Drip. I think they did a great job. Check them out on Drip and uh, Graybos.co. Again, you can get uh, 10% off using the code uh, strategy 2023. So I know Chad and lefty were in there. Um, not sure how we all did yet. Cause I didn't watch the live, uh, the live stream, but uh, watched a little bit. I, I know I got the, the red Sox lefty. You got the, the uh, diamond backs. I think that was a big, you know, I don't know what, if there were any hits coming your way, but, but I know that was a fun, fun break on Friday. So. Yeah. I had to jump in kind of late. Um, and then they had said that I, um, they, I got some Drew Jones cards, nothing big, nothing, no autographs or anything like that. But um, yeah, Diamondbacks were a huge pull for some of those boxes. You know, I mean, they ran through some big prospects in there. So, yeah, and this was a mixed break too. So they had like Lawler and Drew Jones. Like they uh -huh. had, and I don't know if they had Carroll in, in there at all, but that was, yeah, a, he got a nice, he got a nice Corbin Carroll uh, parallel and he got a, a Drew Jones Bowman first. So, I messaged him. I was I was texting him. I'm like, you came out okay. Uh, I'm my my hopes and dreams on mine were are that uh, I bought the last spot at an auction to help uh, help out the Gray Bulls boys. I I jumped it to 130 to get. Uh, they were throwing in a box of Bowman, and I wanted to rip one, so I did that. And uh, 
I've got a box of 2023 Bowman coming. Uh, I had told them that they could rip it live, but I don't think they saw it in the comments. So I think I'm getting that shipped to me and I'll rip it. And I'm hoping that that saves me. Uh, otherwise, I did a hobby. Uh, no, it's a mega. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. But, uh, so I ended up with, with the Giants and uh, Oof. Yeah, Oof is right. Um, the Giants and I can't remember who my oh the Mets, um, but uh, I had uh, I had one um, Pete Crow card that was like a, a mega box refractor or something. But uh, um, I'm I'm pulling hard for this uh, Bowman mega box coming here yeah. that I hit I hit something. <laughs> So Baruski said he had the Marlins. He was in there too. So thanks to the audience for getting in there and supporting Graybos. We want to keep doing that. Um, speaking of breaks, so Lefty and I have talked a lot about this. We, I don't know a lot about breaking. I, it's not something, it's not a part of the hobby that I'm typically involved in, but Lefty's a breaker. Chad loves being in breaks. Um, he's got kind of a strategy for what he does in and around breaks to make sure that it kind of works out for him, even if it's just sort of the, the fun part. Um, but, you know, I've been in, intrigued in, and I've been talking to Lefty about this, like how do we educate the audience on like a strategy for getting into good breaks? Because there's, I think there's probably like some, some sports card strategy around um, what, what breaks make sense to get into. And then there's, then there's like other breaks that, I, that like we, probably should advise people to avoid that they could probably get crushed on or that just don't make a whole lot of sense to get into. And so we're going to start doing that. And a little, little quick teaser here. Uh, the way we're going to start this is we are going to, I have purchased a, another box of Bowman U Inception from Just Breaks. Lefty's holding it up. It's, it's literally that box. Um, so we're going to, we're going to, rip this on a upcoming show and it's going to be in a probably a modified format of how lefty would normally do a break right yeah we're, i mean we're usually i do team breaks um so we're gonna have to do something a little bit different because of all the different kind of players that are in this box but we'll probably do some sort of a uh letter break or something uh we'll we'll, we'll have to uh we'll have to get creative with it but this Bowman U Inception box, there is a chance of a Wimby um, redemption in here. Um, and Caitlin Clark's autos are in here. And these those Caitlin Clark autos are going for a butt ton of money. So Yeah, and so what we're going to do is um, we're going to figure out, like, how to do the break. We're going to educate the audience on how we're going to do the break. And then we'll, uh, we'll do it on an episode of the Sports Card Strategy Show. So it'll be like a... Back in the day, we did like a Bowman for Dummies and an MLS for yep. Dummies show. And this is going to kind of be like a Breaking for Dummies episode. And who will get the cards? So premium members of NoOffSeason.com who have auto-renewed their membership. So that means they've actually paid money. <laughs> they will be the ones who will get the cards for free. So I'm going to basically submit those names to Lefty, and then he's going to do his, his magic on uh, how to make that happen, and um, we'll do that. So that's coming up. Um, I got one more audience win of the week here. Uh, 
but RPO sports cards in the house. Good to see you. What's up, RPO? He says, uh, W of the week for teachers. Summer has officially started. I know nice. that's true in Texas and in Tennessee. May not be true in some other states, but for sure. W of the week for teachers. Love seeing that. Um, okay, I want to get to uh, an audience win of the week, and I'm going to try to fly through this pretty quick. But Marty Neal from Cookville, Tennessee, uh, met him face-to-face at the Nash Anul in Nashville, uh, card show back in March. The next one, Lefty was going to be there. Rob Masora and I were there together. I met up with Marty Neal. I, I, I met SSI in person, um, Southern Soccer Idiot. Met a couple of other audience members there, so that was cool. Marty was just kind of um, basically breaking down his strategy to me. And he's going around and he's buying uh, Bowman Chrome firsts at card shows, and then he's flipping them on eBay. So I'm going to get to that in a second. He did actually want to give a shout out uh, to lefty, um, uh, you know, about, uh, um, some prospects. So he has a question about, um, Jefferson Cuero. Yep. not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but he saw him play in the same game that he saw Churio in, 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 uh, Chattanooga. Um, Cuero hit two huge bombs. And so Marty Neal is going to try to find some of his cards lefty. I don't know if you have a comment on that before I show the audience Marty's uh, yeah, plays here. I, I really like um, Jefferson Cuero. Um, he's uh, a guy that I'm expecting to, to rise up rankings. Um, I mean, he's never hit, he's never gone under 111 WRC plus. So he's never been even league average. So he's always been above league average at every stop he's made. He's pretty young. Um, strikeout percentage looks amazing. Um, and he's just getting some pumps out there like nobody's business. I mean, he's got nine pumps in double A as a 20 year old. So that's really good. Yeah. I would expect him to, to rise up the, the rankings. And, uh, I have some Jefferson Cuero cards myself. Nice. All right. So Marty Neal's on the right track. there, just calibrating that with lefty. Um, Marty's clearly on the right track because I'm going to show you, I'm going to run through some of his plays here in a second, his win of the week. But um, again, he bought these cards at the national in Nashville, that national in March. And the next one's on July. The next one's like July 7th, 8th, 9th. I think I'm going to be there on the 7th and 8th. And I might try to implement Marty's strategy of essentially um, buying these Bowman Chrome first cards and then flipping them on eBay. If anyone in the audience wants to meet up with me, at the next one, that'd be phenomenal. Um, would love to see you there. So here's Marty's flip so far. Basically, he spent $220 and flipped it into $852, uh, $853. Um, so if you're watching on eBay right now, you can see if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or elsewhere. I'll, I'll quickly read them off to you. Jackson Holiday. Uh, Bowman Chrome first, $1 into $12. Jordan Walker, 2021, Bowman Chrome Sapphire, $5 into $20. Samuel Zavala, 2022, first blue refractor, $10 into $50. Jackson Merrill, we got a $50 into $115 on a Sapphire yellow refractor. But a bunch more. I'd say I'm just going to uh, – here's a, a guy that Chad likes, Jonathan Cla- Classe. Is that how you say it? Chrome first auto. $12 into 80. I mean, these are insane that he's buying these at card show. I mean, he's clearly doing his research, right? Here's a Colt Keith. Yeah. He's uh, one of my favorites right now. Lefty loves him. He's mentioned him, uh, mentioned him a couple months ago, uh, several times, I think, uh, first auto refractor, 
out of 499 out of the 2020 Bowman Chrome draft. $20 into 130. That's crazy. I mean, Marty's killing it here. So, um, yeah, anyway, go, good, Marty. good work, Marty. We love you. Um, all right, let's pass it over to Chad for who Chad is buying. Uh, I am still on the NFL quarterbacks buying train. Um, it's coincides with the articles I've been writing. Um, I believe that you've got a, a, a two or three week window yet before I'm going to stop buying um, mid June early. I've actually seen some of the NFL QBs. I've actually bought a couple of already graded ones instead of the buy wrong graded, which I've been doing. I've noticed that this it's softening just a little bit right now. Um, Burrow's down just a hair on some of his cards. Lawrence is down a little bit. And this happens every June. Um, so I was ready for it. And uh, you all should be as well. Um, right now is a great time to be looking at whatever quarterback that you like. Um, this this is it. You've got a couple of week window yet. And then they're going to start to rise and be ready to sell by end of August, end of July to end of August window. You've got the month of August to get rid of them during preseason. Love it. Lefty, what do you got? Yeah, my buys uh, right now, are, I have Colt Keith labeled as in our pre-show notes. I said, we need to be buying Colt Keith. So um, he's th one of the only Tigers that I think is worth doing anything right now. And um, I also uh, I also put still quarterback season for Burrow. Um, Tatis is blooming guys. I think this is important. We, we talked about this last week with all of my, um, you know, the, this, the, this PSA 10 Chrome run I went on with like buying the heck out of these. Um, but Tatis is blooming. I think he will come around for this Padres team. My prediction is this Padres team does make the playoffs and that, that Tatis takes them there. Um, you could see Juan Soto with a rise there too, but I think, the, the Padres offense is not done. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. Um, and so I would say Tatis is blooming. Colt Keith, quarterbacks, Tatis. And then this is a guy that I have a shout out to uh, one of my friends here. We I were talking on Instagram and he was like, do you think it's smart to buy Nate Diaz autos? And I said, mm, interesting. Talk to me about it. And he goes, Nate Diaz fights Jake Paul in August and Nate Diaz autos are pretty obtainable. And usually before each fight, you know, they go up and this will be a highly marketed fight in the card darling uh, aspect of what we do. And so I think this is a good buy. So um, shout out to uh, Turner Shouse who helped me out with this one, but Nate Diaz autos, he fights in, in August against Jake Paul. I think it's a good investment. You can get them pretty cheap. And uh, you probably can get a uh, a double out of that pretty easy, because uh, your stat is also promoted to AAA this week, so that is a buy for us. Uh, I think he's already on our portfolio management, um, but because your stat is also in AAA. Yeah, a lot of possibilities there. I like that lefty. I like uh, you know Chad talking about the quarterbacks and the and the football guys. I expected this in June as well, and. Um, I need to I need to dive back in and um, look at some guys. Chad's written 
a plethora of articles at nooffseason.com. And I highly encourage all of you to go check those out. There's, there's, Almost every quarterback that's worth buying right now with all of the math broken down in a pristine fashion by by Dr. Chad Gill, where uh, he's talking about the PSA 10, the PSA 9 uh, expected grade rates, um, what the floor is, what the ceiling is on each, what the buy in is for each card. And there's usually at least five to ten cards for each player. And so even uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase at the wideout spot, I mean, a little bit lower price point to kind of play around with a little bit. I think if you don't have as much money to buy in to some of the quarterbacks, you could even look at Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson there. So I really think um, football, football, football still right now is the safe way to make money um, on the, uh, the buy and grade at PSA. Highly encourage you check out those articles at nooffseason.com. We we literally decided to kind of make that our focus on the website based on people emailing us all the time saying like, how can I get a breakdown of what cards to do this with? Like what cards to either crack and submit or buy and grade. And um, that's what we've done. So Chad's done an amazing job. Some of our other contributors, <clears throat> Mike Miller, Ryan Painter, Kendall McKee, uh, have done a great job as well. So um Check out those articles at nooffseason.com and and make buys based on those. I do like the Jake. Uh, I do like the uh, the Nate Diaz. Is it Jake Paul? Jake Paul, Logan Paul. I always get those mixed up. Anyway, I do like the Nate Diaz call because of like sort of the play. Like it, it, it's reminiscent of like my Victor Wembanyama play. And so since my Victor Wembanyama play, I've had a lot of people asking me like, what's next? What's like? What's my next version of the Wembanyama play? And I'm going to tell you a couple different things. Number one, I'm buying Caleb Williams still. And I hope I'm right on this, but I've been buying his Bowman first autos and there's not a lot of them listed, but I've been buying his Bowman first autos for between 225 and 300, just depending on just because there's not that many of them listed. So there is like a bit of a range there, like a $75 range pocket that I'm in. And then I've also gone ahead and started buying his Bowman first base for between around two or three dollars so i'm kind of going risky on the high end um safe on the low end just acquiring an s ton of caleb williams and then gonna gonna grade them all with the uh ah, there's number uh, you guys can't see it but i see it in the background chad's light went off again uh, <laughs> that's anyway, two that's two that's two that counts even though i'm not showing it anyway um caleb williams i'm a big i'm a big fan of that play just because um the dude would have been the number one overall pick this year, as I understand it. And, yeah. you know, unless there's some sort of cat- catastrophic situation with him, which we all hope there's not, um, we're looking at a situation where hopefully I should be able to profit massively on these graded Caleb William cards during the NFL draft hype cycle of 2024. So that's my, that's my, not the same as a Wembenyama quick turn, but uh, it's a longer turn and it's, it's, it's a, Safe number one overall prospect, uh, like Wembenyama. So, um, another one that you know, I've this is great. I've had a lot of people email me, emailing me, telling me like how many SI for Kids subscriptions they went out and bought, and I love that because I still think that uh, this is the best play. And this, even though the Wembenyama quick flip was like phenomenal, I actually think the greater thing out of this is that. We're going to get so many great SI for kids cards for like less than a dollar based on these subscriptions that we're all buying. And another one who doesn't have one yet, but her cards are flying off the, the 
proverbial virtual eBay shelves right now is Rose Zhang. I don't even know how to say her last name, but Rose Zhang first to win LPGA championship in her debut. And I'm telling you guys, if you look at sold listings right now on eBay of Rose Zhang cards, they're ridiculously high and they're all just sort of these custom and or I don't want to say fake, but just sort of uh, fake cards, really. And um, she doesn't have an SI for kids cards yet, yet, as I understand it. So now I'm anticipating Rose Zhang, Bronnie James, Arch Manning. Give me these big name SI for kids cards. Uh, so basically, don't buy these Rose Zhang cards, but buy your SI for kids and get you some Rose Zhang. Looking forward um, to some Zhang in my in my SI for kids. Look for Zhang. Look for Zhang. All right. Who are we selling, guys? Chad, who are you selling? Uh, this is your last and final warning. <laughs> this is the week to get rid of any heat and nuggets that you have, as well as the Stanley Cup is going on right now. Get rid of your Vegas and Florida cards. This, if if you're looking to flip them, this is the week to do it. Next week is too late. This is the week. Lefty, you got anything different than that? I feel like you and I also echo those thoughts, right? I mean, that's pretty much it. That's yeah, all I, I don't think this is really great for a sell season right now. Like, this is great buying season for a lot of different cards. Uh, and usually, it also plays off of the national as well. So, usually, people are are prepping their their cards to sell at the national um and so i think now you're going to see a little bit of a lull on ebay that's a great point and since you brought up the national just want to remind everybody nooffseason.com and the sports card strategy show is going to be there we've got go. we've got our reservations we've got lefty's flight booked lefty and i are staying in the same hotel it's going to be phenomenal so just a quick reminder that we'll be at booth 3216 set up. Uh, vintage cards and collectibles uh, with uh, Tim Larson will be there as well. We're gonna crack your slabs for you for free. So that was Chad's idea. We're gonna we're gonna crack your slabs for you for free. Bring us your slabs. That'll put you in a position where if you don't want to crack your slab, bring it to the national. We'll do it for you. Or if you're at the national and you and you you. Now you know as part of your card show strategy that you can go look for slabs that you would want to crack and we'll do them we'll we'll crack them for you at the show clean them off for you then you can go submit them over to PSA right there cuz PSA will be at the show. So <clears throat> card show strategy sports card strategy show will be there to crack crack slabs for you. Pumped about I had a that. guy find still- me in Lexington and and bring me a card and say can you crack this for me? Awesome. You're offering that? I mean, yeah, but I, I, I didn't I had not publicly offered it, but he was like, Hey, can you do this for me? So Okay, nice. So here here's the cracked Josh Allen PSA nine. Look how clean that is. And actually nothing cracks like a PSA slab. I will Absolutely. say that. That's a teaser for an overflow show coming up. Nothing cracks like a PSA slab. Super easy, super soft. Um anyway, uh we're still looking for interns at the national too. We got a few. We got a few already. Uh, a few prospects already. We haven't. We haven't like signed anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Go ahead and read it, Lefty. Read it. For Me those, and my dad those. are taking a hog and sidecar from the Philly area. <laughs> Can you please I, video that? I, we people? need pictures, and yeah. you've got. I want you to be holding your like. Uh, however, you bring your cards to the national. I want you to be holding them in the sidecar. I hope your dad's the one driving. That'd be funnier. So. Uh, yeah, Baruski needs to be in the sidecar. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, all right. We're still trying to figure out maybe what we do around uh, a meetup. So th so everybody can come visit us at the booth. But we're thinking there still should be some sort of a meetup after hours kind of a thing just so that we can all get together, take a group picture, <laughs> all that good stuff. Um, all right. Let's get into the audience Q&A here. Picture with the side hog. Yeah. Baruski can drive his side hog into the Donald E. Stevens Convention <laughs> Center and Drive it right up to booth 3216, and we can have some fun with that. I want to, I want like some memorabilia from the side hog, like uh, signed by Baruski, game used. All right, audience, audience questions. This is a, <laughs> there's a question somewhere in here, but I want to get a, give a shout out to premium member Paul Schmidt's Buckeye Dill. You guys probably remember the name. Um, he's got, he's taken Chad's, chatonomics into a spreadsheet situation and he's he's building an intro to chatonomics 101 type of a situation here and he ran it by chad and i in an email and i just wanted to give him a shout out so basically he's starting to experiment with like a 2022 mosaic patrick mahomes pink camo and a 2022 Russ garrett wilson press proof premium and he's building out the spreadsheet to basically show what chad is showing on his articles at nooffseason.com in terms of the grading costs, the raw costs, the upside, the downside. He's even taken it as far as like down down to PSA 8. I think Chad does that in all of his articles anyway. But um, a spreadsheet like this is, is a great idea for those of you just to track what you're doing and maybe even before you make the purchases, right? Start before you make the purchases with what these would be. Um, and so we're having kind of a conversation around like Chad using 20 cards as a as a framework in his nooffseason.com articles. Um, but, but one of the questions in here that Paul has is, can you mix and match different of the same player for a submission? For example, on the Justin Jefferson play at nooffseason.com, can you mix and match the four different select versions of his card to get a minimum amount? Um, basically, the answer is, the answer here is absolutely mix and match. But the, the math around this is if you were to get the same card, and do 20 of them, you're increasing your odds of getting a PSA 10. So um, for those of you sort of like, I want to kind of help everybody follow this. If you're a listener, like ha have no idea what I'm talking about. <clears throat> the ideal play is to essentially go out and get 20 of the same card, because in that scenario, you're increasing your chances of the PSA 10 based on the math that we put out there at nooffseason.com. But in a more realistic scenario, you're not going to really be able to do that because like you're not you're also not always going to be able to find the card for the price that we're talking about it at nooffseason.com so it's like it's based on usually the last comp but it's not always based on like hey there are 20 of these cards right now available at this price for you guys to go out and buy um so i do think you 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 probably have to mix and match or be patient enough to wait until you actually find the card at that price and then ideally you would submit 20 of those. And we're not saying that there's a guarantee of 
getting X amount of PSA 10s and X amount of PSA 9s, but we're just incre you're increasing your odds of that based on the gem rate. So, Chad, do you have anything else? Like, you were going back and forth with Buckeye Dill on this in the email. Is there anything I missed or any context you want to add around this? No, you you hit it. I, I gave him the dice roll uh, example for for the odds, but um, so, so you want to you want to make sure that you're getting the whole reason that I, I, I do this and I give you the potential and I put it in quotes, potential profit is because you're, you may not get all 20 cards at that initial number. So what, what I see happen a lot is um, you go for a card that's selling for $20. Well, after you buy three or four of them and people see that the sales volume is going up on those cards, well, that's getting to be on the hot card and now they raise it to 23 or $25, you know, so it averages out. Yeah. You might get a couple for a few bucks less right at, you might get a few for a few more, but when you look at the potential profit, if the potential profit is, let's just say $500 on 20 cards and you got to spend $10 more than the raw card. Well, that's $200, you're still looking at a potential $300 profit. The whole idea is that you can look at that end result of the potential profit and make your your changes as necessary on the raw card. So if there's a $200 potential profit, obviously there's not a lot of room for you to, to, to pay more for the raw. But if there's three, four, a lot of these are 11, 12, $1,300 on 20 cards, you got to pay an extra 10 or 15 bucks for the raw cards, go ahead and do it. But mixing and matching is certainly an option as well. Uh, I mix and match. Um, I usually try to do a minimum of 10. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mix and match the, the same type of strategy. So, Yeah, I think, so Lefty, I'll, I'll let you comment on this too, but I, I do think that I tend to um, mix and match more than I do because, because I'm impatient. I mean, we all know that, like I, I'm the least patient guy on this show. So like <laughs> I'm probably mixing and matching just so that I can like get the freaking PSA submission in and get them back and sell them and all that. But like what I'm doing by like, so the point is I'm decreasing my chances actually of getting the upside because I'm, I'm rolling the dice. Like I'm saying, I hope that my one that I bought is, within the PSA, you know, is, is going to gem. And that's that ideally you would do what Chad is saying is you would get, you would get at least 10 of them. Cause then that's when it actually works. Now it's going to feel harder. I think it's going to feel like maybe you're not headed in the right direction, but I think you are headed in the right direction. It's just going to take a little longer to get the cards. Um, it's going to take a little longer to get the cards back. I think that's maybe the only drawback lefty. Do you have anything to add to this one? I mean, this is a the it's a classic scenario of what we're trying to do. It's what I did with Spencer Jones uh, and Drew Jones, uh, just buying lots of them and and seeing what happens. Joey's in the in the uh, what's up, Joey? In the in the chat. Good to see you, Joey. Uh, he said this should be a sports card strategy show special edition for convincing your wife to let you disappear to Chicago for three days. That's real content, Baruski said it took a lot for me to get my wife's blessing i know your pain well let us know how you're getting your wife's blessing and we can put that content out there i, um, I think he he told to his wife he told his wife he was riding in a sidecar with his dad and that's how he got it <laughs> probably quality time with the pops love it all right uh 
another Wemby play. So Jeff Ulrich, a new a new premium member at NoOffseason.com. This is <laughs> this is awesome. The Wemby plays are out of control now. So I didn't know anything about this one, but there's like a France team set apparently that he's in. And uh, it looks like Jeff got 20 of these and has them at PSA right now. So he's doing the 20. And I looked up like I was I was ready to like crush Jeff's spirit because when I saw this come in, I was like, there's no way that the France set is going to sell the way that the SI for kids is selling. But I just checked it. And if you look at the sold sold comps recently on eBay, SGC 95, $368. 55 bids. What I don't know is I don't know how much Jeff paid for these, um, but definitely uh, another Wemby play here from premium member Jeff Ulrich. So thanks for sharing that, Jeff. Hopefully I didn't like totally screw you over on what you're trying to do there. Uh, but I think you shared it with me knowing that I was going to put it out on the show. So uh, let us know how that goes. And um, we love it. So um, premium, premium member Mark Maskus. Uh, this is a question mainly for lefty. So he bought 12 2021-22 Merlin soccer blasters all in for $320. I did the math on that. So he paid $26 per blaster. He's He does not collect soccer. He's wondering if he should rip it and send the hits to PSA or if he should sell the blasters on eBay for a potential approximate profit. I My math says $168. He says somewhere between... Um, 180 and 200. Um, he says before eBay fees. I think mine's also before eBay fees. So 168. And I did the math based on the recent comps of this blaster. Lefty, you want to break this down for us and tell Mark what he should do here? Uh, I love Merlin. Uh, it's one of my favorite sets to to rip. Um, finding that many blasters at a at a retail is is vintage. That's 2020 status. So. Uh, yeah, I'd say go ahead and sell all the blasters uh, on eBay. Um, that or you know posting them on Facebook so you so you miss some of the fees uh, would probably be if you find some some groups or something that uh, are looking for cards. Yeah, that's a great call. I would sell them, sell, sell, sell. Try to don't try rip to, them. Yeah, do not rip them. That's that's uh, that's the worst thing you could do, honestly. I think you'll get crushed if you rip them. I would, especially if you don't care about it. Like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Mark again. Uh, ripped. He ripped a box of 1990 hoops and sent in two Sam Vincent, uh, number two two three cards. They both showed Jordan wearing number twelve jersey. Of course, I think we all know about this card. Uh, they both gemmed, which I think is hard. Like the fact that he that he got two PSA tens, I think is like the odds on that are not, not high at all. So great work, Mark, getting the two, the two jemmies there. Um, he's saying, would it be best to list on eBay now with the finals going on or wait until some other type of hype cycle for, or a new documentary to come out last two comps are uh, 200 and 225. I'm just going to take this one and say, sell now. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I looked at the, I looked at the data my gut said sell now anyway, because like you're in a hype cycle. So why wait for another hype cycle? That's just silly. So I understand what you're saying. Though. I'm not saying you're silly, Mark. I'm saying it's just you're in one now. So sell now. And the data validates that in that if you were to go back to like April, they're selling for like $80 less than they are now. So 
I would s sell them now. It's it's a classic card. Everybody likes it. Um, I think they're hard. I I don't know the the pop count on the PSA 10, but I I would think the gem rate is extremely low. And so, um, good work on that. Sell them now. Let us know how that goes. Um, all right. Up next, Randy Price. Um, just now getting a premium member, Randy Price. Just now getting back into sports cards with my 12 year old son. We are mainly focused on football, basketball, and baseball cards. There are so many different products, brands available these days, and I was looking for advice on which specific ones you recommend for each sport and who to stay away from. Thoughts? Lefty, I'm going to let you take this one first. Can you put the question back up there? so I Absolutely. Can um, yeah, I think, I, I, I think there's a lot of room right now for – uh, for baseball products, I think basketball products, especially if you're super getting into it or getting into it really fresh, there's less players, but you're going to pay more per per player because there's less players. So typically, basketball cards are more expensive per player. Football cards is just is quarterback collecting, um, but baseball has a lot of room. It doesn't sound like you're super into other sports, so although soccer is a good opportunity to get into, um, baseball is just is is relatively easy to get into to understand the market. There's a lot of players. Players are cheap. You can get them for fairly cheap. Um, you know, you can kind of make dollar two dollar transactions pretty easily. And there's only rule one set of cards. Basically, that you should be buying, and that's Bowman cards. Uh, I would just stay away from. There's so many different options in the other sports as well. You know, like you've got Prism and you know, all this stuff in the other sports. And with baseball, you really only have one investable option. That's Bowman. Uh, and Bowman uh, cards. Just stick with that. Even in Bowman, there's some other aspects like Bowman's Best and some other stuff like that. Just rip Bowman baseball stuff, Bowman draft, Bowman chrome, Bowman baseball 23. Start there. That's what I would do. Yeah, and I'm not the best person from a collecting standpoint to comment on this. I Lefty's spot on from an investing standpoint. Chad, do you have any any suggestions from like the collecting? Are there are there cool sets that are lower priced options for his 12 year old son? His 12 year old son's less interested in flipping and more interested in just spending his money on trying to put put sets together yeah so i do this with my kids um lefty's right spot on with baseball um bowman and tops uh bowman um they're affordable you can get blasters on the on the shelves for 29 dollars. they're a great rip you have a chance of hitting a you know a bowman first or a tops chrome rookie card or something that could have some value down the way um so baseball stick to tops and bowman um all other sports the cards are basically unless you hit a rear parallel or an auto they're not collectible anymore because they're printing millions of everything if you're doing it just for fun i love mosaic um they're great looking cards they're affordable um, they're slightly more collectible than, than select right now. Um, but I, I like mosaic. That's what my kids and I collect. I love, you know, you can get the, uh, you know, pink and green and, and, you know, the, the silver refractors. Um, it's just a fun set to collect. And I, I think, uh, my favorite set other than prism is mosaic. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Good stuff. 
Thanks, Randy, for the question. Up next, Leslie Alegria. For those of you who don't know, she is Oh My Shoes' better half. And uh, we actually haven't heard from Shoes today, so I hope everything's okay. Uh, <laughs> Shoes is usually the first one in, in the comments. And uh, anyway, Shoes, we hope, we hope you're okay. Can we, um, should we send out, ask Nanette to have the, the uh, <laughs> FBI agent at PSA to, to check on, on Shoes? Absolutely. I think so. I think we Drop might need line. to. This is concerning, actually, um, that Shoes is not here. I do know he's a hard worker. He's probably somewhere working hard, um, making money for his family or, or, or trying to make extra money to buy cards. But, yeah, I think we might need to ask Nanette if she can help us out. Sports Card Strategy Show, Private Eye. FBI agent. Okay. Leslie Alegria to your question. Although you, so she emailed me this last night and I, so I'm not like late getting to it, but this, this will happen all the time. Right. I think this lot that she wanted to buy is already gone. I think somebody just bought it for $75. Uh, Cause I looked it up, but this, she was asking about, I think, well, let's answer the question anyway. Thinking of buying this Justin Jefferson lot. The husband says no. The husband is Shoes, by the way. Shoes says no, but one of the Justin Jefferson cards in an insert uh, has Joe Burrow and JJ on it, and it's an RC that last comps for 19. I enjoy watching both players. I hope Justin Jefferson and the Vikings go far. What do you all think worth bargaining for? Leslie Alegria, thank you so much for being an audience member and submitting a question. This is a premium member. She's a premium member, everyone. Let's go, Leslie. What do we think here? I'm going to say no, uh, just because there's no there's no uh, serial numbered cards in here. The uh, PSA is a nine, so it's not going to be resellable, really. Um you're already probably buying off of the Justin Jefferson hype. I mean, that's clearly what this person is doing is putting Justin Jefferson cards and just letting the name pay for itself. Um, and that Burrow card is, is not going to pull that much of a, of an interest. I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to say no. So lefty did this, did the buyer overpay when they paid 75 bucks for this then? Well, I don't know what that PSA nine is worth, but I'm assuming they did. Yes. Yeah, I'm assuming that PSA nine is not not worth more than like twenty bucks. Just a base base Donruss, I think. That's so, what I would. That's what yeah. I would assume. All right, um, let's take a quick um, question on the fly here, because Brian Steeler seven one four has something here. Um, loyal loyal audience member, um, wondering if you can't afford a Bowman first auto. What about Bowman's best autos, especially uh, numbered versions or Sterling or Platinum? I think you need to collect the same year as their first Bowman's left. Yeah, this question, this question comes up every now and then. Um, usually every couple of months, somebody's like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to O'Neill Cruz auto. Should I buy, you know, one of his um, additional autos or Ellie um, stuff like that? I did this with some of uh, the guys that I liked early on. I did this with uh, Kellenick and I did this with... Um, uh, Brennan Davis, and I also did this with um, Nick Gonzalez, which has a, who has a chance to make it to the big league team pretty soon. Okay. But um, just uh, dropping a little line there for a guy that has been in the grave for us for a while. But um, I, I wouldn't do this just because this is the age-old thing of like convincing somebody that you need to buy this. If you want a card that you're going yeah. to like – 
if you just want it because you you like the card then go for the first like the bowman first without the auto you're still gonna like it you're still gonna look at it i have a bowman first julio rodriguez psa 10 that i look at and i'm like dang i love that card and yeah it's not autographed by him but it's his card you know and so um i think you're going to be paying a little bit too much for a card that's not going to resell easily and uh just uh Save up your wins, listen to some sports card strategy show and and be able to buy that auto in a couple months. Yeah, I like everything you said there, Lefty. When it comes down to it, you're trying to do too much, I think, with, with this type of play. I think you're trying to manufacture something that's not necessarily there. And I think that this happens all the time, not just in Brian Steeler 714's example. And I think that not only do I echo Lefty's thoughts around don't buy cards that you will then have to justify to someone else why they should buy them. And the point there is like, if you're justifying it to yourself, then you're going to have to justify it to somebody else. But another thing too, that I think is, is worth talking about real quick related to this question is that lefty kind of said, you don't have to buy the autos. You can go to the Bowman Chrome first of the player. That's the non-auto. So I think what that made me think of is the fact that a year ago when we were doing this show, I think we needed to buy autos in order to, well, let's say 18 months ago when we were doing this show, we needed to buy autos to see a return on cards because grading hadn't been lowered down enough yet. And the grading turnaround times at PSA weren't uh, quick enough yet to be able to make a grading play. But in the last six months, um, and again, shout out to Chad for his amazing articles at nooffseason.com. But I mean, we, we're, we're focused on buying raw and grading, like mainly non-autoed cards, if you read those articles. We're also focused on um, cracking and submitting non, mainly non-autoed cards because we're, they're more buy in bulk and flip and grade in bulk and flip that way it plays. So the tides have turned in that, it, you like just 18 months ago, it used to be like we were talking about buy autos, buy autos, buy autos because they would have the highest floor and highest upside and you didn't have to grade them. And it was based on player performance. We've switched that based on the market and the and grading opening back up again to let's buy these guys in bulk, uh, non autos. And so I think, I think that like it, it sometimes takes a while to sort of remind yourself where we are versus where we were, especially when things happen so quickly in the hobby related to uh, flipping cards. So, yeah. All right. We'll get to the next one here. Scott Fuquay. We all know this name, Scott loyal audience member, loyal premium member at nooffseason.com. over the last four to six weeks. He's been following all of our recommendations, which makes me happy, but also a little bit nervous because I want to be right for Scott Fuquay. He says, we are definitely contributing to his sports card investing addiction. Dangerous words, but we know that Scott is uh, is with us on this. He says he's done the uh, Jordan Walker, Spencer Jones, Anthony Volpe plays that we've talked about. He's done the Jonathan Jonathan Classe, Jackson Churio, Brooks Lee, uh, the Burrow, the Jefferson, the Hurt Silver Prisms. It's like he's done it all. He's also even... Uh, he's attempting the women's world cup play with the Sophia Smith, Alex Morgan, even the Alyssa Thompson, Trinity Rodman planning on uh, selling those in August. He is with us. He's also done heritage rookie Otani's. Um, Now he has several of them at PSA waiting to get graded. 
Also got in on some Bellingham rookies. Signed up a couple of times for SI for kids. Let's, Let's go, go this guy's Scott. Just killing it. <laughs> we are we we love it. Um, so let's get to Scott's question. Um, <laughs> we're still not the Scott's question. Yeah, where's the question? Uh, okay. I think there was a question in here. Uh, is there any rationale? Okay, so I here here it is. This is his first submission to PSA. He's watched several videos on how what to do, including a show that I put out there from the Mint Collective where CSG's lead grader was was going through like how to uh, kind of grade your cards before you send them in for grading. His question, I think he's got some great questions in here. Is there any rationale, rationale for how many to submit at one time? Is there any info on whether it is best to submit 100 cards together or break them up into three to four separate submissions? Not sure how timing works in that regard will it take longer to get a hundred cards back and is it better to send in football and women's soccer together and others in a different so he's talking about breaking them up into different submissions by sport is it smarter to is it wiser to break them up anyway because like would you get better grades would you get better turnaround time on smaller submissions i always question human influence on these types of things if i submit 20 cards that were already graded as 10s by psa would they actually give them all 10s again or at least 90 percent of them my thoughts are no they have to justify 10s by making <clears throat> only by making them a percentage of total cards they grade each day my thought is having a couple eights and nines in the group plays into that psychological expectation. Maybe I am way off since I have never submitted, but the difference in a nine and a 10 seems to be very small and greater dependent. Let's bring this home and let Chad take the first shot at the answer. If I submit 25 cards, do they all get graded together by the same person or are they split up and go separate ways, different graders on different days? That seems to be more advantageous for the customer. Oh yeah. I don't have kids, so no college funds to bet on these. Just the monthly mortgage <laughs> smiley face. Chad. Uh, absolutely love it, Scott. Thanks for <laughs> uh, thanks for being a premium member and uh, sharing this with us. Um, so I have done a little bit of research on this myself. Um, and what I have found for me personally is, yes, breaking them up into smaller submissions you do get them back quicker. Uh, evidence by my one where I just submitted it on May 17th. So on May 17th, that submission, I had three 20-card orders go in at the same time. They all got entered on the 17th. However, um, I break them up by sports or by players. So I've got an Ellie De La Cruz 20-card order sitting there. I've got a... Uh, um, a Jordan Walker sitting there. And then I had a basketball, a football and a baseball sitting there. And my um, basketball order flew through um, in a matter of literally two weeks. Um, so yes. So the way that PSA does it, my understanding is they're hiring on lots of new people because they're trying to sustain this 1 million cards a month thing that they're that they're going so as they get new graders the newer graders are grading the more common cards the the couple year old cards because they're the easiest to grade so therefore if you can break it out into a category of years and keep them in a year range together 
those cards will fly through much faster than um, say if you had a couple cards from the mid 90s, a couple from the early 2000s, uh, and then a couple from the you know 2018, and then a couple 2022s. They all would fit into that bulk category of of uh, you know 1990 or newer. But if you can keep them in a closer um, year range, that will depend which grader gets them. Mm. And then that will also allow them to fly through. So the vintage stuff, they have less graders that can do it. Um, so therefore, it takes a little bit longer, if that makes sense. So I just totally screwed the pooch by like submitting all of these uh, LeBrons and Kobe's together with like Spencer Joneses and Jackson Cheerios and stuff. Probably. In my opinion, yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, guys, you know, audience members, like, this is why I have Kendall and Chad. Like, I'm the newbie, right? And uh, the premise of this show is even though I do a lot of stuff, I, I definitely am learning as we go here. So uh, good stuff. Great, great question, uh, Scott. And Scott's here live to What's hear up, Chad Scott? answer it. Hey, Love Scott. that. And um, Chad, great answer. Like, that to me – uh, lefty, I don't know if you knew, you may have known that because you're you're a veteran as well. But uh, but that's that's I'm not a veteran uh, submission guy, so that's 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 good. Thanks, Chad. I I think that's phenomenal uh, knowledge, Chad. Thank you so much for that, and uh, I'm really really glad that uh, Scott got that in there. So um, we've got a little bit of extra time here, uh, actually. So we're gonna get to another live question in the chat because Baruski Baruski has one. And I want to go around the horn again for audience shout outs in the comments, but uh, <clears throat> Mike Sesson. So every, every show we're going to do one non-premium member question uh, and answer. And Mike has not upgraded yet. Mike time to upgrade baby to the premium membership. Uh, but Mike hit me up on Instagram. Great guy. I have a question for you. Lefty and the doctor recently submitted a Yonquel Fernandez Bowman first one of one to PSA and got an eight. I inspected the card prior to sending and I have no idea how it got an eight. I assumed the PSA nine was the worst case scenario. The question is now that I have the card in a PSA eight slab, how do I maximize its value? Do I crack and keep it raw for now? Do I submit to CSG or Beckett? Love the pod as a fellow Nashville resident. And feel free to use on the show. Let me know if you would prefer an email. Picks coming. Thanks. So uh, he sent the picks. Um, great question. I, I love this question because, like, I, I have a, I have a, um, a guess at an answer as to what what uh, Chad and Lefty would say, but it's it's not a complete answer. So I'm gonna just kind of throw out my initial gut reaction to this, and then let. Chad and Lefty both sort of uh, add on their their value here. So my thought is that because it's a one of one, I don't know that there's any advantage to doing anything else with this other than just sort of keeping it as a PSA 8. So for example, if this were like an out of 250 or an out of 499 or something like that, there could definitely be upside in like cracking it and selling it raw although we don't typically advocate for that on the show i know chad said he's against that um but whatever it's still a strategy so i don't think chad would hate you if you did it but i, I just don't think it's something that he does um anyway like i'm i'm fine with you doing that personally if that's what you want to do but 
I don't, but because it's a one of one, it's almost just like an authentic to me. Like, so, so an eight, but I don't know, like, what, what do you, what do you guys think? You want me to go first? Yeah. Lefty, go you go ahead and go first. Um, I see exactly what you're saying, Paul. Um, I still, I still am a little bit sad when I see out of fives or one of ones getting bad grades. And I'm like, dang, that could have been amazing. You know, like when I got the PSA 10 of the indie out of five, it was just like that. That's just a perfect ending to a great story, you know? Uh, and this is like the lead character, like fulfilling his mission, but dying at the end of the movie, you know, it's just like, um, and so personally what I would do is I would crack it, put it in a one touch and then, and then resell it with some good picturing. Um, because people are going to see it's a one of one, it's a beautiful card and you can let somebody else consider if they want it raw or if they want to resubmit it. Um, I, Personally, you know, it's however ethically you want to do that, whether you want to tell somebody that it got a PSA eight earlier. It, this is honestly, this is out in the media now so that people could find your card very easily. Uh, like, you know, so. Um, True. Personally, personally, if you're going to crack it, <laughs> you know, you should if you crack something that has already been sold on eBay, it's especially in the one on one category. Uh, now this isn't exactly this scenario because this hasn't been sold on eBay yet, but people are going to know, like, it's very easy to be like, Oh, this is cracked and resold. So, um, just be careful with that. It's easier and than people, you realize. That's a good point. That's a good point. Lefty and people in the hobby are astute AF. Like they will, they will do, They'll they are you. doing the research. So it's not, you're never going to like pull one over on anyone. And so, you know, for many, many reasons, the best path is honesty and transparency. But, you know, that is also one of the many, many reasons is because like you will get you will get got if you try to kind of pull pull one over on on somebody. But but uh, we got to ask Dr. Crack, Dr. Chad, what do you what do you think of this? All right. I've said this before. Um, unfortunately, this is a situation where uh, this is the school of hard knocks. You learn by trying. Um uh, please become a premium member and ask questions like this prior to submitting in future. Uh, we could save you a lot of money. Um, never, ever, ever, ever submit a one of one for grading ever. There is zero reasons to ever do it. Um, because you have to remember there are 10 plus grades on a grading scale. The only grade that increases that value is a 10. A nine five, a nine, an eight five. I don't care what the grade is. Go all the way down the grading scale. It decreases the value of the card. Here's another thing that many people don't know. First of the year of 2023, PSA now registers all serial numbered cards. So if this card got cracked and resent to PSA, PSA will never grade this card higher than an eight because it's in their registry is already being graded. Ooh, that's um, great info, man. You you can send it to BGS. You could send it to SGC. They will not know. So you might have a chance there of getting a higher grade. But if you crack it, sell it to somebody, and they send it to PSA, um, you could really piss somebody off if you don't tell them that this was a PSA 8 uh, prior to cracking. I would leave it in the slab. I would count it as a school of hard knocks. I would sell it as a PSA 8. Uh, or if you really wanted, I'd crack it and try and send it to SGC. 
from my viewpoint of this, those cards are hard to see, but you can get a print line that can cause a problem. And with that, uh, that design, the print lines are really hard to see. And also to me, it looks off-centered top to bottom a little bit. That bottom margin looks wider than the side margin. Um, and that should be the exact same width on the side of the card as the bottom of the card. So it looks like there's too much margin on the bottom. So I think that that caused an issue as well. Dang, he's smart. Today. Chad Gill is on fire today. Like he's always bringing it strong, but that's phenomenal info. And um, definitely appreciate the uh, the question though, Mike. And, you know, not not trying to, to come down hard on you, Mike, but, but um. You know, I'd be, I, I'd honestly just be fine with the PSA eight. I'd list it. I'd get, get what I can for it. I mean, I've never sniffed a one of one, anything close to a one of one. So I think it's, it's great that you got a one of one, but Chad makes a, a great point uh, all around there. And um, thanks in the, in the comments to uh, Brian Steeler, seven one four. He says, don't know what I'd do without you guys. Monday, Monday mornings, getting the week started off kicks ass. Baruski says, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think Baruski's life might be a bit of a mess without us. Um, and uh, <laughs> Be riding around in a sidecar aimlessly in Philadelphia. He would. He would. Um, what? <laughs> Baruski, we love you, Baruski. He says, of the major sports, do you guys think baseball is the hardest to prospect? Lefty. No. no. I think it's the easiest to prospect. Easiest. Absolutely. Easiest. Come on, Baruski, get your head out of your ass, buddy. It's the easiest to prospect. Get your head out of the sidecar. We we love you, Baruski. We're messing with you. We're messing. <laughs> um. All right, everybody. So, uh, Paul, the, Paul, just briefly, do you remember yeah. when we were driving through Philly together in that cab, and then yes, we saw we saw two deer in the middle of downtown? Yes, I do. What a strange occurrence. Literally yeah. in the industrial park, and there's just two deer standing in the side of the road. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Baruski, can you answer that question for us? Why are there two deer in industrial parks in Philly? Answer that question for us if you can. Submit it and submit the answer in a sports card strategy show and tell. Because guess what, guys? Oh, here we go. There's Baruski. <laughs> there's Baruski and his dad. <laughs> vroom vroom. <laughs> That's great, Chad. Uh, for those of you uh, listening on Apple and Spotify, Chad found a uh, fake news picture of Baruski and his dad in a hog in a sidecar <laughs> on the internet. Um, I lost Baruski my train is of thought. smaller than I imagined. I lost my train of thought, but I quickly got it back because I'm so focused on promoting the sports card strategy show and tell. I will be back in the studio, my own home studio, on Thursday this week. Sorry for all of you because I skipped the sports card strategy show until last week because I was literally on a plane to play seven straight days of 18 hole golf uh, on last Thursday. So I couldn't do it. If I had, if I had not literally been on the plane during the time that I normally go live with the show and tell, I still would have figured out a way to do the show. So everybody get your submissions into me, email me at Paul at no get your sports card strategy show and tell submissions into me before Wednesday before Wednesday evening, hopefully if you can this week, and I'll get him. I'll get him on the show. I know Chad's got one in. Some other guys got one in from last week that I'll be using. Um, another quick reminder here. Um, we'll get this. Okay, we'll get to Scott. Before a quick quick reminder, Scott Fuquay, premium member in the chat. At what count is an adva- Is it advantageous for grading? 
one one of 10, one of 25. So this is a follow-up on what Chad said earlier. Good mm. follow-up question. At what at what count is it advantageous? Because lefty graded an out of five, right? Out of five ND. That's a little risky, perhaps. Um, is it, anything, is it out of five? No, anything that's not a one-on-one. Okay. Two of two, three of three, five of five. That's your... Anything that's not a one-on-one. The reason that one-on-one is is because you only have one shot. You know, if it's a two of two, there's two cards out there. Maybe the other one grades an eight and mine gets a nine. Now my card is worth more than the non-graded or the eight. So anything other than one-of-ones, it's worth getting them graded. A one-on-one just makes no sense. Yeah, because it's just about creating rarity, and there's already the rarity in the one-of-one. There's no competition to a one-of-one. Exactly. So you have, you have no upside that that's such a good point. I never thought of that until this, until Chad said that and it's just so when you think of it, it's so obvious, but it's not. So the doctor, really, the doctor. Um, okay. Again, one more time, how to pick a good break coming soon. We will break a box of Bowman U inception on the show. Lefty held it up a minute ago. It might Premium. be something else to check your, check your text message. Okay. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, in my parents' basement, I can't get text messages. Oh, um, but if you want right, to throw we'll it out it here in a second, there might be something else too. So, okay, there might be something else. Okay, so ch- I'm gonna read in between the lines here and say that um, there might be something that Chad has an idea to throw into this break. So more details to come on that. Um, we're gonna here. I'm thinking that we need to probably do a standalone special show. That's so I think what this is going to end up being is it's going to be an, a special edition sports card strategy show on a different day and time where lefty Chad and I can all do it together. We'll let all of you guys know all the information. The three of us will be on it. It'll be super fun and it'll be only how to pick a good break, but it's literally going to be um, probably me asking some dumb questions. Lefty's going to break this box. It only has seven cards in it. We'll do a lot of talking. It sounds like there might be something else related to it from Chad. We'll we'll uh, we'll figure that out later and, and give you guys more details. Um, Legacy sports cards in the house. Legacy FC. Legacy sports card seven hundred four. Very helpful on that one hundred one comment. He has a couple and was considering. So this is like spot on again. Um, Mike Sesson. Great question. We had some great questions today. Anything else, Chad? You're on the screen. Anything else you want to add for today's show before we sign off? No, great show. Great questions. Uh, I appreciate all the members and uh, please, if you aren't a premium member, get signed up. We can, we can help you profit from that. We'll help you profit from it. And you'll get, and if you stay subscribed past your free trial period, you're going to get the premium pack. I'm pumped about the premium packs coming. Scott Lawrence. Thanks for the, thanks for being on the show um, with the comment there. Appreciate the love Uh, lefty. Anything else you got for us before we sign off for the day, man? Yeah, I have some interesting players that are making a comeback uh, that I think I'm not in. in... Hang on, Lefty. I got to run. Okay, bye. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. There's two guys that I think are interesting storylines to follow. Not sure if there's a sports card value here. There could be interesting plays. But Julio Tehran, he first made it into the major leagues in 2012, I believe. Um, and he is back in the saddle. And so that's kind of interesting. He's 32 years old. He, he made the majors so young for a Braves team. 
um, that, you know, this guy's pitching for the the Brewers now, which is just kind of interesting. So it's an interesting storyline watching Julio Tehran actually be relevant in 2023 is interesting. And then additionally, another guy that is just a wild storyline is John Singleton. Let me, can I just read this to you, Paul, real quick? Do you is have he to a go national sounds player? No, he is now, well, he might've been at one point. He is now a brewer. Yeah, he so, played. For the, I've seen him play live a couple of times. Let, let me film. let me just read you this timeline. You ready for this? Yeah. June two thousand nine, drafted by the Phillies in the eighth round of the MLB draft. March two thousand eleven, named Baseball America's number thirty nine prospect. July two thousand eleven, traded to the Astros for Hunter Pence. By the way, I graduated in two thousand eleven from high school. Uh, <laughs> September 2011, my first year of college, he was named Astros' top prospect by Baseball America. June 2012, he tested positive for marijuana, no longer something that players are tested for, by the way. January 2013, tested positive for marijuana a second time, suspended 50 games. June 2014, Astros signed Singleton to a five-year pre-arbitration deal that guaranteed him $10 million and could escalate to $35 million. First extension ever signed by a player with no MLB experience, which we've now had that be a precedent for the top profile players. 2014 June makes his MLB debut. So that was almost 10 years ago. 2015 option to AAA Fresno to start the season after hitting 168 as a rookie. 2016 clear Clears out white ravers, waivers and assigned to double-A Fresno. 2018, fails a drug test for the third time and is suspended for 100 games. May 2018, released by the Astros. April 2020, signs with the Diablo Rojas del Mexico of the Mexican League. December 2021, signs a minor league deal with the Brewers, and he hit 24 home runs with an 809 OPS in AAA during the 2022 season. So I had a really good season last year. June two thousand or June third, two thousand twenty-three. John Singleton makes his return to the big leagues for the Brewers. So John Singleton back in the big leagues in twenty twenty-three. He is currently up with the Brewers. Um, ha- has had two games played with eight plate appearances. Um, you know, hasn't really done much yet. Is I think he's got one hit so far. But what a storyline for John Singleton, age 31, sticking with it back in the pros with the uh, with the Brewers. And just because this is a sports card strategy show, in case you wanted to know, he has Com C Bowman Chrome Autos for $3. That's so. incredible, Lefty. What a great breakdown of that. And um, I've seen John Singleton play twice in person once last year um with my kids and my um my wife's uncle and my father-in-law and his walk-up song was what's the difference by dr dre and eminem and it instantly he instantly became my daughter's favorite player because of the walk-up song (laughs) and then we saw him play again this year and uh, he had a horrible walk-up song so we decided we didn't really like him that much anymore and uh (laughs) now he's in the big league so that's awesome love that And um, in other news, I am so happy that we stayed a few minutes late on this show because Oh My Shoes is here. What's up? Oh My Shoes is here. He said he woke up late. Good morning, Duder. Uh, Yeah, play the episode back. Drink your coffee. 
We love you, shoes. We we Hope we commented on work. you earlier in the show. We're we're glad you're okay. We got Leslie's question answered, and um, you were right. Your answer to Leslie's qu- question was right. So. Um, good work out of you. Well, according to us, now we're not trying to get in between you guys. Yeah, we're, <laughs> that's right. According to us, it was right. But uh, you also, when you watch this episode back, you will see that you have the win of a lifetime because you have a wife who collects sports cards with you. So congratulations <laughs> on that. Yeah, that's almost as good as my grandma doing it. <laughs> Your grandma collects? Yeah, she buys into our breaks. Is it Grandma McKee or is it Grandma <laughs> Other Last Name? It's Grammy Hughes. Her name is Mama. Mama Grammy Hughes. Mama oh, Sandy Hughes. Is she a Texas, Texas, Texas lady? Dude, you know this. Come on. I know it. Sounds like a Texas grandma name. Love it. All right, everybody. Phenomenal show. Phenomenal show. Could not be this phenomenal without you, the audience. Thanks again to Lefty McKee of Just Breaks. And, and no can confirm can confirm he played two seasons with the nashville sound and uh and he's logged a hundred and uh my math is rough but about 180 plate appearances what's the difference between me and you john singleton remember graybo's sports cards check them out at graybo's.co get 10 percent off use the promo code strategy 2023 check them out on drip get unlimited personalized advice at nooffseason.com build your sports card investment portfolio you've got a free 30-day trial right now but you need to stay subscribed beyond that trial to get a bunch of extra stuff that we believe is phenomenal for you. Everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening to the Sports Card Strategy Show. Uh, this is episode 85, and we got probably uh, a million and 85 more coming at you soon. Lefty, I think we should cue that rock music. Have a great day, man. Cue it, baby. Wow, wow. Yeah.